Yeah, we're towards the bottom of Kuf Chav Gimel Amid Aleph. Kuf Chav Gimel Amid Aleph. Amid Beis, I'm sorry, yeah. Amid Abchanina. Yesterday we learned the Braise, Benigayat to Barishayna. The Braise began Barishayna, explaining that when the uh, Isra of Muktza began, and the Braise said that in the beginning they, they uh, asked all Kalim, all kinds, everything that a person should not be allowed to use anything. Uh, and then they were, they were Matamor, they were Matamor, once they saw that people were keeping Shabbos, so they were Matamor, until finally we have the Halachas of Muktza the way it is today, that's much more lenient than it was originally. So the Gemara now says, when it says in that price of Barishayna, when was that? What it says over here about the Isra of Muktzah, the way it was originally, that was in the times of Nehemiah. As it says in the Pasuk in Nehemiah, I saw in Yehuda people were, were pressing olives and vats on Shabbos. They were bringing the heaps in from the field. So they were very uh, lax with keeping Shabbos. So because of that, he made the Gzaira of Muktzah extremely, extremely stringent in the beginning in order to get people to uh, remember and to keep Shabbos. The only need of Muktzah is the As we see over here, it started Bimei Nechemya already. Bimei Nechemya, which is Navi. No, it's for sure not Tayyid but it started in the times of Nechemya. Actually, the interesting thing is, the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch says that Bemis had start, started earlier. It started being made Dovah Dushleimah. We had in the Gemara before, it spoke about when, when Dovah Malach passed away. And there was the Indian of Muktzah then also, not to move a mace on Shabbos. So the Indian of Muktzah applies before. The Alter Rebbe says that in the times of Dovah Dushleimah, there was the Indian of Muktzah that applies to something that's Bechlal not Roy for use. As no, like, like something, something that's not a Kali Bechlal or a mace that has no use for Shabbos, that content of Muktza existed even before. Menachemya, he instituted Muktza even when he get to Kalim, even when he get to things that have use. And Sai when he get to Kalim that have a, a het to the use, or permitted use, and even and for sure Kalim that have a forbidden use. That's the Chiddush of Menachemya that they were Machadish thinking of Muktza. But then, later generations, as we learned yesterday in the Gemara, so they said if it's L'Tzairach Gufoy or L'Tzairach Mekayma, if you have a purpose to use it, so you're allowed to move it. But the Alter Rebbe says, even after all the Hatayim over here in the Gemara, to move something for no purpose, to move a Kali for no purpose whatsoever, you have no use for it, not L'Tzairach Gufoy, not L'Tzairach Mekayma, and not L'Tzairach Atzmai, for its own purpose itself. Stams, just to move around something, that Heter was never made. That original gzeda of Nehemiah, that you should not move things on Shabbos, remains. The Gemara only talks about moving things for a specific purpose. But stam to move something without no need or purpose whatsoever, you're not allowed to move it. In that sense, the gzeda of the Bizman Nehemiah stays. Only if it's Melachtele Hmm? Even Melachtele Heter. Wow. Yeah, if it's for no tzedek whatsoever. Not letzedek atzmai. Not letzerich gufay and not letzerich mekaymei. The gzeira of Nehemiah stays. Amar Rabbi said there are three different mishnas. One talks about kinim, konin, which is um, uh, the uh, poles or um, rods. Um, uh, tubes, tubes, that's a better word. Okay, thank you. Konin, tubes, these are the tubes in the mishkan, as we'll see, on the base of mikdash. Maklois, sticks, or staffs, glustera, and the knobs, umeducha, the crushers, huh? mortar, a crusher. Kulam, so we're going to have over here different missions that are going to talk about muktzah regarding these items. Kulam, kaidem, ataras, kalim, nishna. 
all of these missionaries that talk about Muktzeh in these cases is speaking about when they instituted Muktzeh originally before the Hatayim, before the Hatayim that we do, we explained over here. Because once there was uh, there, there was Hatayim, then there's no reason for this Muktzeh. So the Gemara starts the Tznan. We learned in the Mishnah regarding the tubes that are used in the Shulchan for the Lechem Aponim. So how is the Lechem Aponim um, put in the Beis Hamikdash? You had the Lechem Aponim that were uh, that were lined up six on each side in the uh, in the Shulchan, and there were the there's the Menachiyos and the Ksavos. There's the boards on the side, and then there's the tubes that that were sort of the shelves that they stacked up the Lechem Aponim, right? Six on each side. So in order to be able to stack them up, they couldn't fit in the bread between the shelves. So how, did they, how were they able to put in the, sh- the bread in the shelves? They had to take out the tubes, put the bread in one shelf, put back in the tubes, next shelf, and this is how they stacked it. On Shabbos, they were not allowed to do this. That's what it says in this Mishnah. Not arranging these tubes that were the shelves for the Lechem Aponim, and not removing them to be able to fit it in, this is not Deich Shabbos. So therefore Rashi says, how did they do it? So before Shabbos, they would remove all the uh, Konim of the uh, Shulchan, and the, the bread, the Lechem Aponim that was there, were just stacked one on top of another, and there was no space between them. And then they came Shabbos. Every Shabbos they brought fresh lechem upon him. So then Shabbos they removed the, the lechem upon him and they brought the fresh lechem upon him, but they didn't, they didn't line them up on the shelves, on the konim, because it was muktzah. And then Matzah Shabbos, they were able to put back in the shelves, the tubes, and then they were able to line it up properly. But on Shabbos they just had to be stacked one on top of the other, the bread. So this, over here we see that there's a muktzah benegate to these konim, this must be before they made the heter. I mean, this, this is something that l'tzayrech gufay, to use it for the purpose of these shelves itself, it should be mutter. So this is before they made the heter. From the times of Nehemiah, there was an isra to be allowed to move this. That's one case. Now maklois. The other case that applies to staffs. So this is, it says in the Mishnah benegate the carbon Pesach. So on Erev Pesach, when they brought the carbon Pesach, there were a lot of people bringing carbonis there, and they all had to uh, skin the animal, re- remove the skin of the animal. How was this done? Where was the space to do this? So it says in the Mishnah, There were thin, smooth staffs that they had. And you would put one side of the staff on your shoulders, the other side on, another sh- on the other person's shoulder, and in between you hung the animal there to be able to remove the skin of the carbon Pesach. So it says there in the Mishnah, Omar Rabbi Lazar, or the Gir says Rabbi Lazar Omar, Rabbi Lazar Omar, that Arba also Shachali is B'Shabbos, if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, and you're bringing the carbon Pesach on Shabbos, so then you're not allowed to move this stick for this purpose, it's Muktzeh. So instead, what do you do? You put your hands on your friend's shoulders and your, hand, and your friend's hands on your shoulders and and you hang the animal on your hands and you can skin the animal that way. So again, you see in this Mishnah that in that time period, Muktza applied to these sticks that they weren't, they weren't allowed to use it on Shabbos. Once they, they made the heter, that letzayrach gufay, that for, for its own purpose, to use it for something, it's allowed, it shouldn't be mukta. They, they, they were able to use these sticks for this purpose. The third case, glustera, a knob of a door. The tnan, it says, nager sheyesh bereshe glustera. So this is a, a, a bolt in a door that, that has a knob connected to it. 
and you want to move it from one door to another door. Rabbi Yeshua, so Rabbi Yeshua says you can't touch the knob itself to remove it and to put in another door. So if there's, there's, there's this string attached to it, you can pull it out of the door and you could drag it and not, but you can't touch the knob itself. And you can, like that, bring it to another door and put it into another door on Shabbos. But to touch the knob itself, it's muktzah. Tarfa says, Now Tarfa says, no, this knob is something that's very usual that you move it, at least in those times. This is something that was removable and they moved it from one door. They used this knob from one door to another door. So it's like eating, like food that a person can touch and move around. You're allowed to move this knob in Shabbos. But you see from the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua that this knob, it was muktzah. You're not allowed to use it even though it's l'tzayrich gufay. You need its use itself for another door. They weren't, it says there you could only drag it, but you can't touch it itself. So this is again before they made the heter of, for all these things that are mukta. The last case, meducha, the case of a garlic crusher or a mortar. Hada Maran, we mentioned already before a few times, this Mishnah of Meducha, where it says that the Meducha is not allowed to be used unless there's actually garlic inside. But if it has no garlic inside, you're not allowed to use the garlic crusher, even if you need the garlic crusher itself or something, let's say the Gufay. The Gemara before brought up a few Pshatim of this, but the Gemara here now is saying that that Mishnah about the garlic crusher is talking about before they made the Hetayrim for Muktzah. The original Gzayr of Muktzah, you, you wouldn't be allowed to move it. Omar Rabbe, so Rabbe responds to this and says, Mimai, how do you know? So this was who Rabbi Loza said this. Rabbi Loza said, all these Mishnas has to be speaking about before they made the Heter. So Rabbi says, how do you know? Really, I can tell you, All of these Mishnas is in the time period, which is in the time of Chazal, in the Mishnah, it was already after they made the Heter for Muktzah to be used, it's after already that time period. So now he goes through all these Mishnahis to explain the Pshat. Konim, when it comes to the tubes that they use in the Beis HaMikdash for the Lechem HaPonim, Taimim, what's the reason they need this Konim for them? Why do you stack up the Lechem HaPonim on top of these uh, shelves of the Konim? Mishum pushi, so that it shouldn't get molded. If the bread it's, it could be hot also and it's, it's stacked one on top of the other, it's going to get moldy. So on Shabbos, that those uh, few hours in Shabbos where they put the new bread and they stack it one on top of the other, it's not going to get moldy. So therefore, it's not, even, it's not necessary for, to, to move the konim, and if it's not necessary to move it, so that there's no tzayrich whatsoever, so therefore you're not allowed to move it. Maklois, the same thing also with the uh, staffs that they use to hang the carbon Pesach on it to be able to skin the animal. So since there's another Eitzah that you can place your hands on your friend's shoulders and your friend's hands on your shoulders and you can hang the carbon Pesach that way, so you don't need to move it, you don't need it, and if it's not needed, so then you're not allowed to use it. Glustere, the same thing also with the uh, doorknob. So here he says, you could say that the Machleikis is a completely different kind of Machleikis, nothing to do with Muktzah. Right? We had it before, it was a Machleikis between Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Tarfin, whether you're allowed to move the doorknob or not. So he says it's a whole different Machleikis. We're talking over here about a chotzer that doesn't have the eruv chatseris. You're not allowed to move anything from a house, which is a private domain, to a chotzer, which is a shared domain by a lot of people. This is the gzeir of Chazal without a without a chatseris. Um, so over here, the person wants to take the knob from the door through a courtyard to another door. 
And what's the machlaikis? Rabbi Shua Sava, Rabbi Shua's opinion is Toich Apesach Kilifnim Domi, the doorknob, which is inside the hollow, part of it, it's inside the door, that's like inside. It's like inside the house. And therefore, the Kometaltul Mone, the Batim Bechatzer. It's like you're taking an item from inside the house in a private domain and you're carrying it out into the Chatzah, which is a public domain. So therefore, you're not allowed to carry it that way. Rabtarf and Sofar, but Rabtarfin's opinion is Toich Apesach Kilochutzdami. The doorknob, which is in the door, even though it's inside the door, but yet it's like it's already outside. It's not like the kalim that are inside the house. It's like outside in the chotzer. Umane the chotzer, the chotzer Anything on Shabbos which is in the chotzer from the beginning of Shabbos, within the chotzer itself, you're allowed to move around the kalim that are there in the chotzer. So this doorknob is allowed to be moved around on Shabbos. Yeah, that's what the machlekes of Rabbi Shua and Abtarfan is about. It has nothing to do with the Indian of Mukta. Okay. Now the last thing, and this is something we mentioned before already, the case of meducha, a garlic crusher, and you want to use a garlic crusher, not to crush garlic, because that's also on Shabbos, but you want to use it for a different purpose. So the Gemara says this also doesn't have to be before they made the heter of Mukta. Rab as we said already before, that Mishnah could be going according to Rab Nechemia. Rab holds you're not allowed to use a keli only for its purpose, what it's, its designated purpose of use. Right, we had this before, and we're going to have it over here in the next Mishnah. We'll see Rab Nechemia's opinion. Rab Nechemia was very machmer, that you could only use something for its intended use. And that Mishnah of the Meducha goes according to this shit of Rab Nechemia. Yeah, Nechemia ben Chachalia was the was the Navi. This is Reb Nechemia. Zok the Mishnah. Kol Kalim, all Kalim, Nitalim, Letzayrech could be moved around for uh, if, if it's necessary for using it. V'shalei Letzayrech, and if it's not necessary to use it, now, it's, it's very unclear what the Mishnah is talking about. The Gemara will explain. Reb Nechemia Reb Nechemia says, Ein Nitalim Ela Letzayrech. You could only move around Kalim. If it's necessary for a purpose. Now, what are we talking about? Talk to Gemara. What does it mean you're moving around the Kalim for a need, for a purpose, and, and if there's no purpose? Rabbi explains as follows. So, here there's going to be a similar machlaikis to Abaya and Rava that we had before regarding Murtza. So, Rabbi is more machmer. Rabbi says, Litzayrich means. Letzayrich means if it's a keli that is designated for permissible use, letzayrich gufay. So you can use it letzayrich for it to use it itself. Shalay letzayrich means in the mission of here dava shemalachte lehetter letzayrich mekaymay. If you don't need it itself, you just have to use the space that it's on. So that's the pshat letzayrich. Letzayrich means you're actually using this tool itself. Or this, this keli itself, shalei letzayrich means you don't need it itself, you just need the space that it's on. That's regarding a davash malachte le heter. Davash malachte le iser. If it's a tool that's used for forbidden use, so then letzayrich gufay in, letzayrich mekaymay loy. If it's letzayrich gufay, if you're using it for its own use, then it's mutter. For the space that it's on, so then it's not allowed. Right? So when the Mishnah says kola kalim, all kalim could be used, whether it's letzayrich, whether it's shalei letzayrich. That's talking about the kalim shemalachtam laheter. If they have permissible use, you can move it, whether it's letzayrich gufay, whether it's letzayrich mekaymay. When it comes to kalim that is malachtay leiser, you can only use it if you need it itself to use it for something, but not to make the space for it. Also, Rav Nechemi according to this pshat, what's Rav Nechemi saying? Afil ledovah shemalachtay laheter. 
even if it's an item which is used for permissible use, letzayrech gufay in, letzayrech mekaymay lai. You could only move it if you need it itself, like for example a fork, a knife, all these things, if you're eating, if you're using it for eating, for it itself, but not letzayrech mekaymay. Not if you have to make clear the space, you need that space, you're not allowed to move it. That's Rabbis Pshat. Rava disagrees. Amalei Rava. So Rava says, and this is the same swara that Rava already mentioned, we learned it yesterday. Letzayrech mekaymay, Moving something because you need this space. That's how you learn the Pshat and the Mishnah when it says True, you don't need the Kali itself to use it for something, but you need the space. So you do need to move it for the space. So why are you saying that that's called Sarava interprets the Mishnah differently, more, much more lenient. When it says in the Mishnah Litzayrich, so Dava Shemalachta Leheter, if it's something that's used for Heter, Bain Litzayrich Gufoy, Bain Litzayrich Mekaymai, whether you need it itself or you need the space that it's on, that's called Litzayrich. Shalai Litzayrich, what does that mean? Afilamachama Litzayl. You don't need it, you don't need the space, but you're afraid that it's going to get ruined in the sun and you want to move it to a shade that it shouldn't be protected. That's what Shalai Litzayrich means. You don't need it at all, but it's for the purpose of that it shouldn't get ruined. So according to this pshat, if it's something that's used for iser, you're allowed to move it for its own purpose, for the space that you need. But to use it, to take it from the sun to the shade, that has no tzayrich at all, that's not allowed. That's the pshat in the Mishnah. So tzayrich means, when it says tzayrich, it includes both tzayrich gufay and tzayrich mekaymay. Shalai tzayrich is just mechamal tzayl, to take it from the sun to the shade. Now, according to this pshat, Rab Nechemia came and said, Even something that's used for permissible use, you could only move it for its own use or for its space. But to take it from the sun to the shade, since you don't have any tzayrich for it itself, to use it for anything or for the space, that's not allowed. So the Nakudah here is that according to Rava, we don't distinguish between Letzayrach Gufoy and Letzayrach Mekaymay. And we pass like Rava. Even a Kaili Shemalachtai Le'isr is allowed to be used or moved Letzayrach Gufoy or Letzayrach Mekaymay. Yasuf Rav Safra Rav Ache Barav Hone Barav Hone So these three Amiroim were sitting together. The Yasvi, the Kamri, and they were discussing this Machlaikis between Rabba and Rava. And they said as follows. Le'Rabba. According to Rabbe, according to Rabbe Nechemi's opinion, Hani Kairis, the, the, uh, the tableware, the plates, bowls, and you, when you finish eating your Suda on Shabbos, how could you remove them from the table? According to Rabbe Nechemi, even a, 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 according to Rabbe, the way he interprets Rabbe Nechemi, even a Kailish Malachte Lahete, Letzayrich Mekayma, to clear the space of the table, that's called Shalei Letzayrich, and you're not allowed. So how do we clear the table after the Shabbos Sudah, according to Rav Nechemia? Amalahu Rav Safra, Rav Safra answered, there's another heta for that. Midi Dahava Graf Shalrei, this is a heta we learned already many times, when you have a, a basket or a bowl of waste that Chazal, because it's disgusting, Chazal uh, suspended muktzah and they allowed you to move it out. When you have the leftovers of a meal on the table, because it's dirty and it's disgusting, they allowed you to move, remove it from the table. That's the Heter, even according to Rabbi Nechemiah. This Gemara repeats the same uh, conversation, or the same question was asked again, and the same answer. Omele Abayi Rabbi. Abayi asked this question to Rabbi. 
Lamar, according to the Master, according to you, Aliba Dirab Nechemia, according to Rab Nechemia's opinion of the Mishnah, Hani Kaidas Hechemetaltalinan Lahu, how could we remove the leftover of the, the dishes from the table after the meal? Amalei, so he answered him, Rav Safra Chaveirin Tirgama. Rav Safra, our friends, already answered this. Midi Dahava, Graf Shalrei. Like the graph, a ball of, of, of waste, the Chazal allowed you to move it away. The same thing is with the leftovers on the table. Abai asked the question according to Rav's opinion that says that both L'Tzorich Kufay and L'Tzorich Mekoymay are both allowed. And we had this question, the Gemara used this question already a few times before and it goes over the same thing again. Meducha, the case of the Raisa says a garlic crusher. Im yesh bashum, if there's garlic inside, metaltal anaisa. You could move it. Vim lav, otherwise, a metaltal anaisa. You're not allowed. So why aren't you allowed? According to Rav, you should be allowed to move it. Answer the Gemara, that price, all it's saying is, if you have no use of it, you just want to take it from the sun to the shade, that even Rav agrees that if it's malach toile iser, for the sake of it, it itself, you're not using it, but just to move it from sun to shade, that's not allowed. Eisvei, another question which we had before, Vishavin, both Beshame and Besil agree, Benigeid, to a pestle. That's also a Kalish Malach Tele Issa. Shem Kitzival of Basar, so on Yontif they allowed you to cut the meat on it, but then after that, Shasal Taltle. Because it's a Kalish Malach Tele Issa, you're not allowed to move it. Why, according to Rava, you're not allowed to move it? According to Rava, if it's the Tzairach Gufoy or the Tzairach Mekoyma, you're allowed to move it. And says the Gemara, Hachanami, Mechamalatzel. That over there, that Braise is only saying that you're not allowed to move it if you have no purpose for it. Only Mechamalatzel, that's when you're not allowed to move it. <coughs> no, that's just a, it's because they had a machlekes before, whether it's on Yontif, you're allowed to use it for that, but it's not connected to this. Now it says in a Mishnah, so there's another case of your Ashailan Rav, it's a Mishnah in Beye, Ein Saimchenes HaKedere Bebekas. So you have a pot that needs to uh, be positioned in the right, and you have, you have to support it. So you're not allowed to take a piece of wood on Yontif, which is not Muktzeh, Firewood and yantif could be used in a fire, and therefore it's not mukta. But you're not allowed to take this bakas, this piece of firewood, to use to support a pot. And so too, to take a piece of wood to support a door in its place. A piece of wood, the biyantiv, a yantiv, where you're allowed to make a fire. So this is something which is you're allowed to move it. It's, it's so what do we see from here? Alma, even this piece of wood, which is designated for permissible use, and you're allowed to, you're not even allowed to use it for it itself, for the, that you need this wood to support a pot, to support a door, you're not allowed. So this is a shayla on Rava, maybe even a shayla, huh? How do we know if you can't move it L'Tzairach Gufay, you can't move it L'Tzairach Mekayma. There's no difference between them, for sure. And for the Gemara, um, so Hossam, Hainu Taima, over there, there's a different reason. Kivin de B'Shabes, Dova Shemelachtai Le'Iserhu, because this Bekas, this piece of wood, firewood, on Shabbos it's not Melachtai Le'Heter, on Shabbos it's Melachtai Le'Iser, it's firewood, it's also on Shabbos. So therefore, they made a gzeda, gzeda yomtev otu Shabbos. There's a gzeda on yomtev, you shouldn't move it, just like on Shabbos you wouldn't be allowed to move it. So the Gemara immediately clarifies, but v'chi teime, Shabbos gufei tishtiri, on Shabbos itself you should be allowed to move this firewood, to hadava 
According to Rava, on Shabbos, even you could move it for the sake of it itself or for the sake of the space. So if it's allowed on Shabbos, it should be allowed in Yom Tiv. So the answer is no. This is not a regular keli. That's when you're talking about something that's a keli. But over here, it's firewood. Firewood on Shabbos is not even a keli. But on Shabbos, firewood is not even considered to be a keli at all. If it's not a keli at all, so then there's no heta, not letzayrich gufay, and not letzayrich mekaymay. And therefore, what's the point of the Gemara's answer? They made exeda. If on Shabbos you can't move it, they made exeda that you shouldn't move it on Yontif either. Even though, l'chayr on Yontif, it's a klisha malachte lahetta. But they made exeda not to move it on Yontif, so you shouldn't come to move it on Shabbos. Frag the Gemara, migazrinan. Do we find that we make such kind of gzaitis between Shabbos and Yomtev, that you shouldn't do something on Yomtev because you're concerned that on Shabbos you'll do the same thing? But none, there's a Befeirish Mishnah and Beye as well. Mashilin Peire is Derech What happens if a person has Peires, vegetables or fruits that he's storing on the roof and he sees that it's about to rain? And he has a skylight and he wants to throw the Peires inside so it shouldn't get affected by the rain. So usually this is something which is a Tircha, it's an extra Tircha on, on Shabbos and Yomtev, you're not allowed to do this. It's also to, for a person to be busy with this kind of things. But if he sees the rain is coming, so because the produce shouldn't get ruined, on Yom Tov they allowed him to throw it through the skylight, it's not such a big tircha. Avaloi b'Shabbos. On Shabbos you're not allowed to do this. So we see clearly that there's a chiluk between Shabbos and Yom Tov. We don't make a gzeda that if on Shabbos you're not allowed to do this, that on Yom Tov you're not allowed. On the other hand, do we, do we not find clearly that there is a gzeda, that we make a gzeda on Yontiv not to do things because of Shabbos? But Nan, we learned in another Mishnah, the only heta, the only difference between Shabbos and Yontiv is, is actually preparing food that you have to eat for Yontiv, the heta of Eichel Nefesh. So it's mashma, other than that heta of Eichel Nefesh, we make a gzeda that whatever applies to his asr on Shabbos is asr on Yantav as well. So we do make a gzeda. So we have now a, 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 a stira over here when you get to this concept. Do we make a gzeda on Yantav because of Shabbos or do we not make that gzeda? Rav Yasef, so Rav Yasef says, it's a machlaikis. Like Kashi, ha Rabbi Yeza, ha Rabbi Yeshua. We see that this is a machlekes, and Gemara brings a brayse that we had not long ago. The Tanya we learned the case: what happens if you have two animals, a mother and a child? They both fell into a pit together. So what's that locha? The mother and the child fell into the pit together on a, on a yomtif. So what's the Allah about the Oiseves Benoi? You're not allowed to shech both of them. You can shech the behema on yomtif, but you're not allowed to shech both of them on the same day. So you can't take, Chazal didn't allow you to work, to take them out of the pit if you're not planning on shechting it. So which one are you going to take out? So Rabbi Yezah, you take out one, in order to shecht it, and v'shechte, and you're allowed to shecht that animal. V'asheni, now you're shechting the first one, so the second one you're not going to be shechting, so oisale parnasa b'mkayma, you can feed it food over there in the pit that it shouldn't die. But you're not allowed to take it out because you can't shecht it on the same day. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua says, no, Rabbi Shua was more lenient. You bring up the first one in order to shecht it. And then you sort of change your mind. We had this before. The Gemara calls this Harama, subterfuge, right? The first, he changes his mind. 
and then umayrim umayles hasheni, and then you bring up the second one, and now and then you decide which one you want to shecht. So what do we see from here? The Gemara is using this. You see that Rabbi Yeshua is much more makel on Yom Tif to a person having this tirche to bring up both of these uh, behemoths. Rabbi Yeshua is more makel. Rabbi Eliezer was more machma. Rabbi Eliezer says you're not allowed. So the Gemara wants to apply the same thing to the stira that we had. Are we more stringent to make a gzeda that Yontif should be like Shabbos? Or are we more lenient that we don't make a gzeda of Yontif for Shabbos? So the Gemara says, just like we see over here, that there's an argument of how stringent to be on Yontif, we could apply the same achleikis to our case over here. So the Gemara says, no, it's not, it's not a comparison. Mimai, how could you compare this machlekes here, to the behemoths in the pit, to our case, whether you make a gzeda on Yom Tov for Shabbos. Dilme, at the reason why Rabbi over there is more stringent, because the, 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 the animal that's going to remain in the pit is not going to die. You can give it its food, feed it its food over there in the pit. If it's impossible over here, it's no, the person is going to leave the produce on the roof and it's going to rain, it's going to get all destroyed. So over here, maybe Rabbi Yezah would be mekel as well. Or I could say, There, there's a concept of harama. Over there, the person brings up one animal with the intention to shech that animal, then he brings up another animal. So over there, there's harama. In a case where there is no harama, that doesn't apply. Maybe over there, he doesn't hold of this hetter, and he would, he would agree to the gzayda. So this can't be the source of the machlaikis, whether you make a gzayda from Yom Tov to Shabbos. Elam Rav Pope, so Rav Pope gives a different answer, Loi Kashya. The stira that we had, whether we made a from Yom Tif to Shab, from Shabbos to Yom Tif or not, so the Machlaikis is between Beshamay and Beshilol. Ha Beshamay, ha Beshilol. The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Beshamay, Yomrim, Ein Maitzin, Esakotin, Vesalulu, Vesasifetayro, Rishusarab. On Yom Tif, you're not allowed to carry a child, a luluf, or a sefetayr in the Shusarabim. Right? You're carrying them for no purpose. They're allowed on Yom Tif to carry Eichel Nefesh for the purpose of for food, but all these things is not the purpose of Eichel Nefesh, you're not allowed to carry them. Basilul Matirin, Basilul Matir, and Basilul say once you're allowed to carry for the purpose of Eichel Nefesh, you're allowed to carry anything on Yom Tif. So oh, here we see the source of the Machlokes of between Basilul and Beshamai, that according to Beshamai, you're not allowed to carry anything. Anything, and the reason is because they, in the same same, we apply also when get to the gzeda from Shabbos to Yom Tif, that they made a gzeda that Yom Tif should be also like Shabbos, but not according to Basil. According to Basil, you're allowed to carry whatever you want. So the Gemara asks, no, who says this is a comparison? Beishama is talking about carrying, carrying in the Shusarabim. Tiltul mishamatlu. But before we were talking about tiltul, we're talking about muktzah to make a gzeda to move the firewood to support the pot or the door. That's just tiltul muktzah. Who says he would make the same gzeda and make the same isra regarding tiltul? So the Gemara answers tiltul gufei lav mishumaytzahi. And the whole thing of muktzah isn't disconnected to not carrying in the rishus harabim. So there's two pshatim in this. Either the pshat is that the whole gzeda of muktzah is a siyog that a person could, shouldn't come to carry. That's one of the reasons. There's different reasons for the gzeda of muktzah, but one of the reasons is that a person shouldn't come to carry. So therefore, the whatever Beishamai says, benigeya to carrying, applies to muktzah as well. Rashi, it's mashma that Rashi learns, the pshat over here is, that if you allow a person to move it, 
If, he's, if you're going to be mezalzal in tiltul, he's going to come to carry. So therefore we say that the gzeda of, of, of Beis Shammai, that on Yontif, you're not allowed to carry anything for, uh, unless it's Eichel Nefesh, applies to Mukta as well. You're not allowed to move anything that's Mukta. Zayda no? Hmm? If it's a Gzayda Didn't we say that there have been Malachis? So, you're correct, it's true, but if you look weiter there in the continuation of the Psukim, you'll see that the main thing that he was concerned about is that they were carrying in a Shosarab. So that, that's one of the main reasons for uh, Muktza. So, now we go back to the original Machlekes that we were speaking about between Rabba and Rava, right? So Rava's Chiddush was that you can move, whether it's Malachte Leheter, whether it's Malachte Leheter, you can move it L'Tzayrach Gufay and L'Tzayrach Mekaymay. V'af Rav Savalalahadeh Rava. Rav agrees to what Rava said. Dama Rav, Rav said, Mar, a shovel, Shaloi Yiganav, you're allowed, if you're, if you're moving it, to a, to a secured place that it shouldn't get stolen. This is considered to be moving it without having to, any purpose to use it for it. The the And that's forbidden. So the Gemara now says, what do we see from Rav's statement? The reason you're not allowed to move it is because you're just putting it in a secure place that shouldn't get stolen. But if you're moving it because you need its use or you need the space, that's allowed. So you see the Rav held like Rav as well. The Tzarech Guf and the Tzarech Mekayim is allowed. In fact, the Gemara Eini is this true? But for Rav Kahana, Iklo Lebe Rav. Rav Kahana came to Rav on Shabbos. For Omar and Rav said they didn't have a chair for him to sit. And he said, I sulei shusa lekahana. Bring a trap, which is a, a keli, which is malachta leiser. And let him be able to sit. Let, let Rav Kahana sit in it. Leisa v'le, and he can sit in it. So what do you see from this? Lav lememre, doesn't this mean to davash malachte leeser, an item, in this case a trap, that's a forbidden use, letzayrech gufay in, to have someone sit on it, you need it itself, that was allowed. But letzayrech mekaymay, if you would just need its space, that would not be allowed. Loy, it's not allowed. And for the Gemara, hachi amalahu. No, this is what he was saying to them. He wasn't saying that we're going to give Rav Kahana a trap to sit on it. He was saying make space for Rav Kahana, move the trap from the place in order for Rav Kahana to sit there. So Adarab, we see over here that Rav, that Rav holds you could move something with Tzayrech Mekayimah. There, that trap was in the, it was in the sun. And when they were moving the trap, they were moving it to a place where Afkahana would sit, which would be in a place of shade. So therefore, it would look like you're moving this trap for a purpose that's only Mechamel Etzel. So Rav wanted to make it clear that you're not allowed to move it Mechamel Etzel. So he's, he was saying that it's the perp, for the purpose of Rav Kahana sitting on it. But really it's not only the Tzayrach Gufa, even the Tzayrach Mekayme, it would be allowed. Yeah, it's a Marasayin kind of thing, yeah. Rav Mari Barachel Havaleahu so he had pillows that were lying out in the sun. And they were getting ruined. He came to Rava, he said to Rava, Am I allowed to move it away from the sun? You're allowed to. Right? This is Rava. Rava's opinion is that um, it's allowed even to move it from the sun to the shade. So he said, I have, I have enough pillows. I mean, if, even if these pillows get ruined, I have other ones. So am I still allowed to move it? So, so Rav answered him, it's, you, can, you can use them for guests. So you, you have a use for it. You still can use it for your guest. So he said, no, I don't have any purpose to use these pillows at all. Not even for guests. I have enough pillows even for guests as well. 
Amalei, so now Rav said to this Terav Mari Barachel, Golas Adaiteich, so now you revealed your opinion, the Kerabe Sviroloch, that you hold like Rabbe. And Rabbe's opinion is, a Keli Shemalachtoi Laheter, to move it, that it shouldn't get ruined, Mechama Letzel, you're not allowed, unless you have a use for it. So, so, so Rav tells him, Lukula Al Mashari, for everybody else, it's allowed. But Ledidach, if you hold like Rabbe, so then also, for you, it's, so you can't move it. Brooms that are made out of cloth. It's allowed to be used in Shabbos. Because um, it's, 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 these, these, these are brooms that are made to cl clear off the table. It's sort of small brooms to clear off the table. So that's a Kalish and Malachta Leheter. The brooms that are made out of, uh, from palm trees, from, the, uh, from uh, branches of palm trees, that's not allowed. Rabbalaza says, Brooms that are also made from palm trees, that's um, also not allowed to be moved on Shabbos. So the Gemara is going to try to understand. Huh? Again, you're allowed to move them on Shabbos. Okay. Yeah. What are we talking about? What's the story with these brooms? Are we talking about a person that needs to move these brooms? Because he wants the broom. He wants to use it to broom the table or the floor. Or he needs the space. So that's not allowed. This Rav is going to say that if it's a broom made from a palm tree, it's not allowed. We said that Rav holds according to Rav that if it's L'Tzayrach Gufo or Merkayma, you're allowed to move it. We're talking about a person that's moving the broom because it's going to get ruined, but he doesn't have any use of it whatsoever. That's what we're talking about. If that's the case, does Rabbi Loza hold that even a, a broom that's made to, um, to uh, broom the floor, that's also going to be allowed according to Rabbi Loza? So Rashi explains, a very important point there for the Pshara of the Gemara, the brooms that are made to broom the floor is considered to be a keili shemalachtoi le'iser because in those days you were not allowed to broom the floor because you're flattening out the floor. Ashvuya gumais, it's like building. You're flattening out the floor. So it's a keili shemalachtoi le'iser. So if you're moving it only to take it out of the sun into the shade, everybody agrees that that's forbidden. So how would Rabbi Loza say that that would be allowed? And for the Gemara, we're talking about moving it from the sun into the shade. And the Eime, what you have to say there is Rabbalaza didn't say that it would be allowed to move it. Rabbalaza said the same thing as Rav, that it would not be allowed to move it because it's a Keli Iser, which is not allowed to be moved. Moved if you have no purpose for it, it's just Mechama Any kind of broom. Huh? Any broom. In those days, any broom that's used for the floor. A broom that's used for the floor is Malach A broom that's used for the table is Malach Teleheter. Zokta Mishneh, Kola Kalim, Nanitalim B'Shabbos, all Kalim that are allowed to be moved on Shabbos. So what happens if it broke? Shivreyen, Nitalim, Imoem. So broken pieces of this Kali could also be moved. But that's only if those broken pieces have a use as a Kali. It could be used for something. So the Gemara gives, the Mishnah gives two examples. Shivrei Areva, the broken pieces of a bowl. Lachasis ben as piachavis. You could use it to cover a barrel. Shivrei zchuches, the broken pieces of, of glass. Lachasis ben as piapach. You can cover a flask. That's the, the Tanakhama. So as long as the broken pieces of the Kalim have any use, even if it's not the original use of what that was when it was a Kali, you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. Rabbi Yudah argues, and Rabbi Yudah says, 
the broken pieces of the keli have to still be usable for the original use of what it was made for. Which means shivre areva, the broken pieces of a bowl, or a, a, a big bowl, it's, it's, it could still be used to pour into it a, a porridge. So it could still be used for the original use. Or you have a broken piece of a glass. It's, it's big enough that you could still use it to contain some oil in it. Only if it has its original use, then will it be mutter. This is even if broke on Shabbos? What about night? Oh, the Gemara is going to talk about right, right, that. That's what's coming right now. So the first, the Gemara is going to explain when did this break? Did it break before Shabbos? Did it break on Shabbos? It was broken from before Shabbos already. The Mar Savar, so the Tanakame, or actually Rabbi Yehuda holds, sorry, Rabbi Yehuda holds, Me'ain Melachton in, only if it has its original use, then it's allowed, then it's not Muktzeh. Me'ain Melacha Cheres, but if it doesn't have its original use, so then it's not, it's not a Kaili for what it's intended to be, so it's like, it's not a Kaili anymore. Umar Savar, the Tanakama holds, even if it doesn't, it's not used what it's usually used for, it's not its original use, but even if it can be used for something else, it's still a Kaili. So that's if it was broken before Shabbos. Avon Nishburu B'Shabbos, if it was broken on Shabbos itself, Divrei HaKoyal Mutarin. Everybody will agree that it's Mutter. Why is it Mutter? Hoyal Umuchanin Al Gabe Avien Mutter. If when Shabbos came in, it was still intact, it was part of the keli itself. So avien means the, the original keli, the way it was intact. So if it wasn't muktzeh when Shabbos enters, if it breaks on Shabbos, it's not muktzeh anymore as, as well. Okay, it's coming. One second. So, but at this point, the Gemara says we go according to the when Shabbos came in. Rav Zutroi, Rav Zutroi asked a question, and this is a, a, a Mishnah or a Brayse, regarding Yontif, Masikim Bekele. So, of course, in Yontif, you're allowed to put wood into a fire on Yontif. So, it says there in this Brayse, you're allowed to use Kalim. You take a chair, a, wood, a wooden chair, and you can put it into a fire on Yontif. But Masikim Beshivre Kalim. You're not allowed to take a broken chair, a broken Kalim, you're not allowed to use that for firewood on Yontif. So, now the Gemara wants to understand what are we talking about over here? The Nishburu Amos. When was this Kaili broken? If you say that it was broken from before Yomtev, why shouldn't you be allowed to use it for firewood? It's just regular plain firewood. Why, so that's allowed to be used on Yomtev. So we're talking about a chair, for example, that broke on Yomtev itself. So therefore, it wasn't designated for firewood before Yomtev, but it broke on Yomtev itself. The Katani, and what does it say here? Masikim Bekelim. You could only use the Kali if it's a, if a whole chair and you want to use it for firewood. That you're allowed to move. That's not Mukta. But Masikim Kalim. Once the chair broke, it's considered to be Mukta. And you can't use it on Yomtev for firewood. So we see that even some Something that breaks on Yontif itself, we don't say that because when Yontif entered it was already not Muktza, so then it, it remains not Muktza for the rest of Yontif. It breaks on Yontif itself, you can't use it for firewood. So therefore now the Gemara brings in Noilad. Ella, so rather we have to say, We have to bring Rav Yehudu Amashmul's statement was the opposite. The Machloikis in our Mishnah between the Tanakam and Rav Yehuda is if it was broken on Shabbos itself. The Marsova, the Tanakama says, Muchanu. Even if you could use it now for another malacha, you could use it for something. It's Muchan, it's prepared to be used for something else, and it's not Muktzah. 
Rabbi Yehuda holds that it's Nailad, that before it was made for one use, now it's for a new use, and therefore it's Asr. So basically, the Machlaikas of the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yehuda over here is Is there an Isr of Muktzah of Nailad? Rabbi Yehuda holds of the Muktzah of Nailad, and the Tanakhama doesn't hold of this Muktzah of Nailad. If it broke already from before Shabbos, everybody will agree that if it has any use, it would be allowed to use it on Shabbos. Since it was already prepared for use from before Shabbos. Okay, we'll stop over here.